Good morning, everyone. It's time to get in the zone with Bartow Sports Zone, your source for local coach interviews, local sports news information, and local sports talk. And we're ready to get your game day started. I'm your host, Charles Wilson. I'll be joined today by members of the Bartow Sports Zone team. Alan Sanders is here along with Jackson Hyde. We hope to hear from Nick Sullivan and Brad Stevens a little later on in the morning. And on today's show, we'll visit with high school basketball coaches at Cass High School. Boys coach Byron Taylor will join us along with girls coach Burt Jackson in this opening hour. In the second hour, we'll recap the week in local high school sports and do a dive into the college football scene. So we hope you'll stick around for the next couple of hours. We're glad you've joined us. And we remind you that we're brought to you each week in part by Styles Auto Care, Elite Stone Supply, Latitude Blue, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Schottenkirk Honda, Derek Strange, your Edward Jones financial advisor, All Weather Heating and Air, Johnny's New York Style Pizza, Wilson Pools, All-Star Roofing, Zach Pritchard Injury Firm, Three-Way Campers, and First Class Collision Center. Well, let's time it's uh, time to get things started this morning, and we'll welcome in to the program the head coach of the Cass Colonels Boys Basketball Program, Byron Taylor. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. How are we doing? Doing very well. Glad you could join us on Bartow Sports. Let me say hello also to Jackson Hyde, who's here this morning with us. Good morning, gentlemen. And Alan Sanders, of course, is with us as well. So we'll get right to it. Coach Taylor, uh, good morning. Welcome to the zone and Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF. Uh, Tallahassee, Florida native, played collegiately at Florida A&M. Coach, if you will, take us back to your high school and college playing days for just a few minutes and tell us how those experiences have shaped you as a current high school coach. Absolutely. So coming from Tallahassee, Florida, my dad was actually my high school coach, and that was just a great experience growing up, just watching my dad as he served others and, and, you know, was a leader and and just a mentor to others. And that really led me to coaching. And uh, it's really been exciting to take a lot of those teachings from high school, a lot of those teachings from college through basketball. Coach, uh, we're having a little bit of a connection problem occasionally. Uh, folks uh, out there listening, we are doing this via our Zoom connection with Coach Taylor this morning. So occasionally there's a little bit of an, an issue with our sound, but we'll do our best to try to keep everything connected here. Coach, uh, you were an assistant at the University of North Florida there in the Jacksonville area. Uh, they're a member of the Atlantic Sun Conference. People may be familiar with that conference through Kennesaw State. Uh, you also served as an associate head coach at James Madison University up in Harrisburg, Harrisonburg, uh, Virginia. Tell us a little bit about those experiences, uh, who, maybe who you coached with and some players that came through those programs. Absolutely. So, so very, very fun times coaching college basketball. It's a highly, highly competitive environment, uh, which I loved. Uh, when I was at University of North Florida, we really got rolling, made the NCAA tournament, uh, and that was just a great time. We had guys like uh, Dallas Moore, Bo Beach, um, you know, guys that are still playing professionally, uh, guys like Jalen Nesbitt, um, just really, really good players, really good team guys that just continue to work to get better every day. 
Coach, tell us a little bit about how those connections, how coaching at that level has made you uh, more proficient, a better coach uh, today. Absolutely. So on the college level, as an assistant coach, um, you know, you do a lot of scouting of, of your opponents. So being able to see a lot of different styles of play, being able to see zone offense, man offense, and just being able to prepare for these teams uh, has really, really helped me kind of hone my coaching style and, and help me improve my coaching abilities. Coach, I think also, and I came out of the coaching ranks as well, spent about 20 years on the sidelines uh, with basketball. And uh, I know I, I, I can kind of have a little input here for you. By doing all that, you you kind of get, get to pick and choose. When you work for other people, you kind of get to pick and choose the characteristics and the ideas that you like and you want to run with. And you also get to see the other side of it. You get to see the things that you don't particularly like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I take all that as a learning lesson as well. I mean, get a chance to learn, hey, you know, when I, when I become a head coach, these are things that I like to do and I, I would want to do. And then these are things that I may not like, that I may not want to do. So it's, you know, it's, it's highly educational, um, you know, learning by doing. That's for sure. We're visiting with Coach Byron Taylor, the new boys head coach out at Cass High School. Coach, uh, I know uh, part of the uh, learning curve in moving back to the high school level as a coach uh, dealing with the media in a different manner. Usually a lot of the things you're having to do as a high school coach are taken care of at the college level. Absolutely, absolutely. But, but but it's been great at CAS. Um, really getting to know the the staff there, the teachers, and and all the students. I've really really enjoyed. Well, we're visiting with Coach Byron Taylor. He's the head boys basketball coach at Cass High School. Joining us for the first time on the in the zone and Bartow Sports Zone here on WBHF. Uh, we'll talk some more about. His uh, job out at Cass High School, we'll talk more about the Colonels and where they're headed in this 2021-22 season when we return to Bartow Sports Zone. So stick around. When choosing a pro for work on your roof gutters or deck, choose the licensed and insured stars at All Star Roofing. Whether it's residential or commercial property, our focus on craftsmanship is unmatched in North Georgia. For free same-day inspections and estimates, contact All Star Roofing at 678-245-9658, visit 30 East Main Street in Cartersville, or find us online at allstarroofs.com. Rest easy under the stars when it's an all-star roof. Hey folks, this is Sean with St. Angelo's Pizza next to Lake Point Sports in Emerson. So who's ready for some football? High school, college, and pro. You name it, we can't wait. So to celebrate, we're cooking up some great pizza deals all season long. Look us up on Facebook for all of our food and drink specials. And don't forget us when it's time to book that office holiday party or get together. For more information, find us at stangelos.com on the web or call us at 678-719-0495. St. Angelo's Pizza, Old Alatoona Road next to Lake Point Station and Lake Point Sports. Let's go. You've known Styles Auto Care as your collision repair specialist in Cartersville and Bartow County since 1965. But did you know they're also your headquarters for all kinds of audio, security, and specialty accessories? With audio brands like Kenwood, JL Audio, Pioneer, Alpine, and more, they can make that upgrade you desire happen. Need a hitch, bedliner, toolbox, step bar, or roof rack? Styles Auto Care is your place. They have WeatherTech products too. 
Styles Auto Care on West Avenue, where they can do everything for your vehicle except sell it. I'm a hot tub boy, I'm just trying to make it with a hot tub crew from Latitude Blue. Come check out the hot tubs we have in stock at Latitude Blue, ready for delivery before the holidays. Our line of Viking spas and natural chemistry spa chemicals are perfect for these colder nights. We're located at 1 West Church Street underneath the Church Street Bridge. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram or online at Latitude.Blue, bringing families together one backyard at a time. Mele Kaliki Maka, Feliz Navidad, and Merry Christmas. This is Carsville's own personal injury attorney, Zach Pritchard. Football season is an exciting time, but if a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck has tackled you behind the line, call us today and hand off that stress to us. We make sure your injuries are treated so that you can get back in the game and continue crossing those goal lines. Don't let insurance companies rush you with their tricks and tactics. With Pritchard Injury Firm's protection, you'll never come out of the pocket. So call me today, 470-420-4200, or Google us at PritchardInjuryFirm.com. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF in Cartersville. We're visiting with Coach Byron Taylor of the Cass Colonels Boys Basketball Program. Coach Taylor uh, telling us a little bit about his coaching background in that opening segment. But, Coach, uh, let's talk now about this year's team. You were hired in the spring last year to take over the Colonels. Uh, they were already losing some really good perimeter players from last season's state tournament team. But then uh, 6'6 County Player of the Year, Zalen Chaney, departed. Uh, this would have been his senior season. How did the personnel overhaul impact your summer preparations for this year? Uh, great question. Um, well, first off, we have a, a very young team as far as just game experience. So Zaylin would have been the guy that had a lot of game experience as he was a varsity player since ninth grade. Uh, but just guys stepping up in different roles, just you know, learning how to be a leader, learning how to be you know, a guy that's depended on that, that's never really played as many minutes on the varsity level. So uh, we got a number of guys trying to make that transition to uh, just a leadership role. Coach Taylor, uh, before we get to uh, Jackson Hyde, he'll have a question for you here in just a second. Let's focus on this year's team and the early results. You picked up a couple of early wins in mid-November over both Sprayberry and Kennesaw Mountain. Uh, But uh, going into Tonight's game at Douglas County, you've now dropped four straight. Talk with us for just a moment about the growing pains you've experienced in transitioning this roster to the varsity level. Absolutely. So, uh, like I mentioned before, we have a number of guys that are good players but still are young in their game experience. So, every game, every practice, you know, we're just getting more and more reps. We're learning how to play. We're learning how to play together. And uh, I think for the most part, we've done a good job of playing hard, being coachable. Uh, but, but for me as a coach, we definitely have to do a, a better job of limiting our live ball turnovers and doing a better job of boxing teams out. Uh, we've really been hurt in those two aspects, just giving up points in the offensive rebounds and giving up points off live ball turnovers. Jackson? Uh, good morning, Coach. Jackson Hyde here, longtime uh, cast colonel. Um, I know majority of your coaching experiences have been at the at the college level. Coming back to the high school level, uh, that transition for a lot of your players from football to basketball. I know you 
at the college level, you've pretty much got those kids 24 sevens, you know, their attention, the multi-sport athlete, how do you juggle that and getting those kids uh, off the football field back into the, into the gym? Absolutely. Great question. Uh, so for us on the varsity team, we have three guys that actually play football and uh, you know, they went to the playoffs. Um, you know, they had a great season and, and, it's actually great for us because now we can try to use some of that momentum as those guys come back and play basketball. You know, those guys getting confidence through football. And um, we just try to get those guys into some basketball shape a little bit, try to hone in their skills a little bit as they were a little bit rusty uh, just from not playing, uh, you know, as much basketball. Coach, we talked about the loss of Zaylen Cheney from the program. He leaves you. Uh, but you still have a couple of seniors, a, a couple of top contributing seniors in Jackson Hale and Ethan McIntyre. Talk a little bit about how, as you come into a new job, your goal is to build a long-standing program that has growth. But how do you get buy-in from those seniors as you move into this initial season? Absolutely. So, so that started with our four-on-ones. And, you know, I really stress to those guys my plan for development um, because I truly believe when you work on your individual development, I feel like your team gets better when your players get better individually. So um, we really hit it hard during the four-on-ones, during that, that preseason time, and, and those guys felt themselves getting better. They worked really, really hard. And, and like I mentioned before, those guys are really trying to transition to um, being leaders and being dependent on every day and, and starting and playing a lot more minutes than they have before. Yeah, we know without their buy-in, it's harder for it to trickle down to that younger group. And and those two guys have had uh, some playing experience also. Right, right. I know Ethan, uh, he, he started a few games last year and, and Jackson came off the bench last year. Um, so those guys have, you know, probably the most experience combined uh, with, with with all of our guys on the roster. Well, we've got about three minutes left. Take us through the remainder of the top contributors on the varsity ro- roster <laughs> and their development. I know junior Jelani Hames and then sophomore football players, Sokovi White and Devin Henderson. And then you've got uh, some freshmen that are contributing to the program also. Absolutely. So uh, as a junior, Jelani Hames is as, as, uh, really trying to step into a, a leadership role where, you know, he's guarding the, the best offensive guy on the other team. Uh, we're looking for him to be aggressive and make plays for us offensively. Uh, he's doing a good job there. Uh, we have a lot of sophomores that are really uh, contributing and playing hard. Jaden Foster is our point guard. Uh, so Kobe White is, is playing some point guard, playing two guard as well. Uh, you mentioned Devin Henderson also coming from the football field. He provided some toughness and, and some leadership, some, some defense. Those guys are really, really doing a great job. And then we also have Caden uh, Baldwin, uh, who's also coming off the bench, playing some point guard as well, providing some toughness. And uh, as a young fellow, trying to provide some leadership as well. So the future is very, very bright. And, and uh, I'm really, really excited about our young group. And, and those guys are working hard every day to develop and continue to get better. Coach, in these uh, final minutes here, Let's talk about Region 7-5A. It was a really highly competitive region last year. We talked about it last week with Cartersville head coach Mike Tobin. Last year, there were really five of six teams that could beat really anybody else on a given night. 
Uh, what do you know about the other five boys teams in your region this year? And where do you think you'll stack up in region play when it begins in January? Absolutely. So uh, I've had a chance to watch a few teams play. Just we've had some common opponents where, you know, I'm watching our um, upcoming opponents. And, and I tell you what, it's, it's going to be really, really highly competitive and intense region this year. Um, you know, I've had a chance to watch Blessed Trinity and Calhoun with all their big guys inside. Um, and I've had a chance to watch Hiram as well. Very tough team, very good, well-coached team. Um, and I know Cartersville always going to compete. That That's a big-time rival for us. Um, you know, I know Woodland is good as well. Um, and it's going to be really tough every night, like you said. You know, right. you got to bring your A game every night. You know, you got to be mentally locked in and be physically ready to compete every game. He's Coach uh, Byron Taylor of the Cass Colonels. Coach, thanks for joining us this morning. We enjoyed it. Thank you. Have a great day. Good morning, Coach Byron Taylor. Coach Byron Taylor of the Cass Colonels will take a news break. To win in sports, you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you create a game plan for your financial goals. He'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Have you seen the complete line of quality UTVs and ATVs at Elite Stone Supply? That's right, Elite Stone Supply has the innovative and exciting High Sun line of off-road and all-terrain vehicles. High Sun UTVs and ATVs are unique and versatile. They'll surpass anything you've experienced in power sport vehicles before. Check out the complete line at Elite Stone Supply, Joe Frank Harris Parkway and Baker Road, just north of Cartersville across from Racetrack. Find us on Facebook and at EliteStoneSupply.net. Hey guys, here at Johnny's New York Style Pizza, we understand that you have plenty of dining options. That's why we are committed to providing the best service we possibly can, maintaining a family-friendly atmosphere, and providing our customers with the freshest ingredients, including local produce and dough that's made daily. So whether you're looking for a slice, a fresh salad, a New York Style sub, or perhaps a pasta dish, Johnny's Pizza is your place. Stop by and see us. Wilson Pools has been your swimming pool expert for 55 years. Same name, three generations of the same family. This is Lee. Come by and see us at 109 South Dixie Avenue in Cartersville, the blue beach house with the bright yellow door. Or call us at 770-386-3324 for all your swimming pool needs. Free water testing, weekly service, construction repair. We make swimming easy. So WilsonPools.com. Wilson Pools on Facebook. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. We're getting you in the zone this morning. We want to thank Coach Byron Taylor of the Cass Colonels Boys Program for joining us in that opening half hour. Hey, if you ever miss one of these interviews and you would like to catch up, maybe you're just now joining us and you go, wow, I would have liked to have heard that interview. All you have to do is subscribe to the Bartow Sports Zone podcast. And uh, new episodes are dropped around 11 o'clock on the 
Friday of the show, so it's easy to subscribe, and then you'll get a notification when uh, the show is dropped, and uh, you can be out there and never miss a an interview or an episode of Bartow Sports Zone. It's really easy, and it's available on most podcatchers. We're joined now by the Cass girls basketball coach, Bert Jackson of the Cass Lady Colonels. Good morning, Coach. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Coach Jackson is on the phone lines at WBHF. Uh, Alan Sanders back in the studio juggling all kinds of input this morning, and we appreciate that. But uh, good morning, Coach Jackson. Welcome back to the zone and Bartow Sports Zone. You're off to another good start, 6-1 and one on the year with your only loss coming to a defending state champion. You've again cracked the state rankings at uh, number nine in Class 5A. Right now, uh, you have to feel like you've met at least some early season expectations. Uh, yes, I mean you know, uh, you know, last year you know obviously we had a really good record, uh, um, and this year I was, I was trying to get us some more, I guess, competitive non-region games. Although you know, last year when we made the schedule, we thought, hey, you know, we played a ton of six A schools out of Cobb County. I thought this right here would be a good test for us. They just happened to be down. So this year, you know, we knew Hebron Christian was in the Thanksgiving tournament. You know, we matched up with Pebble Brook in, a, in about a week, a tough 7A school out of Cobb County. I think they're 4-1 right now. And then we played Parkview, another 7A school out of Gwinnett County uh, in late December. So, you know, just trying to get some tougher non-region games to get us prepared, hopefully for a deep run. And the other thing we've done this year is, we don't have a home game till the middle of January. We've only had one. So if you count our scrimmage game, we've had eight ball games. Seven of the eight games have been on the road. Um, so by the time we play our first, our next home game, 14 of the 15 games that we, we will have played have been on the road. So hopefully uh, that's really going to toughen us up along with some tough non-region games. <clears throat> and, again, I'm hoping that's going to pay dividends. You know, I mean, the last two out of three years we've been in the Sweet 16, but our goal truly is is to make a deeper run in the state tournament. So I'm hopeful all this, all these road games and a little bit tougher uh, non-region games will pay dividends. Sounds good, Coach. Uh, who's on the coaching staff this year? Uh, kind of run through those coaches real quickly for us. I got Alexis Cott. She played four years at Lenore Ryan. I believe she was the – County Player of the Year at Woodland in 2010, somewhere in there. I've got Whitney Harris, who played two years at Tacoa Falls College and also was Daily Tribune Player of the Year when she was played at Woodland. Uh, And then I've got Liz Myers, who was a great player at Cass High. Um, So, you know, to me, they bring a lot of instant credibility because a lot of our girls' goal is to play at the next level, at the college level. Well, my entire staff you know, has played at the college level of some kind. So, you know, they're into the game, and the girls really love them, and uh, it makes my job easier. It certainly does. Uh, Of course, no program can continue to develop players without a middle school feeder situation. Who's helping you at that level? Uh, that'd be Coach Cunningham, Kevin Cunningham, and and he's been uh, the middle school girls coach now for four or five years, and he's done a good job. I know last year they were in the region champ- middle school region championship game, and uh, you know he's sending some really good players our way as well. So obviously, and then also Kendrick uh, Gilliam used to be Kendrick O, great player at Cass High. I think she played at Reinhardt. So 
we got some really good players. Coach, uh, we mentioned earlier that you only have the one loss at this point. It came to defending Class A private champions, Hebron Christian, uh, at that Appalachian Thanksgiving tournament. We've got about a minute. Um, what weaknesses did they expose in that loss? I don't know if it's as weaknesses as much as, uh, you know, they're really, really, really good. Uh, I mean, you know, and that's what we wanted. And I guess if there was a weakness, the one would be got to be a little bit more. We have to value the basketball. We have had a tendency to speed up and get some careless turnovers. That was the biggest thing. We got exposed in terms of, you know, we really played good defense against that team at one point down 24-22 with two minutes to go before the half. And boom, we turned it over two two times immediately. They got a couple of baskets in transition. Next thing you know, we're going down down by eight at halftime. So I, I think you learn sometimes more from a loss than you do your wins. There's no doubt, Coach, uh, playing good competition and uh, finding out what happens to you under certain kinds of pressure and in those losses can always contribute to growth as far as your team's concerned. We're visiting with Coach Burt Jackson of the Cass Lady Colonels, and we'll return with more from Coach Jackson after we take this time out on Bartow Sports Zone. Stick around. see all the new 2020s at Schottenkirk Honda of Cartersville like the Fit Hatchback, the Classic Civic Coupe or Sedan, the HRV CRV or Hybrid Honda Insight. Maybe you need a family hauling Honda Odyssey or the 4x4 performance of a Honda Ridgeline pickup. Schottenkirk is also your local used car superstore where you can choose from over 150 pre-owned vehicles. Schottenkirk Honda Main Street in Cartersville on Facebook and at HondaOfCartersville.com good morning everyone welcome back to bartow sports zone charles wilson here i'm your host for bartow sports zone each friday morning i'm joined by jackson hyde and alan sanders on the bartow sports zone team this morning and we're visiting with coach burt jackson of the cass high school lady colonels basketball program Coach, uh, you have the only preseason All-State player in Bartow County and senior Claire Davis. She has been receiving similar kinds of accolades for at least the last three years now. How have you seen her development during her high school career, and uh, has the recognition added any pressure for her this season? Uh, I don't think so. I think if this was the first year she was she was getting these accolades, it might might put a little pressure on her. She had a dynamic sophomore year, and then boom, here came the accolades. I felt like last year, you know, she felt a little bit of pressure with all that. I think she's finally relaxing now that she's gotten some offers, uh, and she's just playing ball. She also understands though that with all this recognition, every team we play, every coach prepares pretty much. For her, you know, they'll run jump defenses on her, face guard her, uh, put the other team's best defender on her. And in a lot of ways, I tell player, don't worry about the stats. When you step on the floor, you're making everybody around you better because the focus is on you. And then, of course, we are surrounded by other good players as well. And uh, that makes her job easier. And uh, she's, she's bought into it pretty good this year. I'm proud of how she's played so far this year. 
Yeah, Coach, we we always say as coaches, uh, the measure of a good player is how she involves her teammates to raise their level of play. How is she accomplishing that this season? Well, again, she knows, you know, if we get her the ball inside, she's getting doubled a lot, and she's doing a good job of kicking it out. Uh, she's doing a pretty good job in transition as well. The other night, we got a key still late, and someone got it out to Claire, and Claire looked up and got it to Kiara McDaniel, who made the uh, transition basket, and that, that, that gave us that four-point lead really late. So, you know, just little things like that, players understanding that she's surrounded by other good players as well, and she's definitely doing her part. Um, um, you know, and, and again, I see her on offense, you know, you, sometimes you don't want to play 100 miles an hour. You want to play maybe at 75% and under control, and she's doing that a lot better this year. Jackson Hyde, jump in here. Uh, to to kind of piggyback on uh, Coach Wilson's questions, uh, Coach Jackson, number one, uh it seems like Claire Davis has been at Cass High School for the past 12 years. It seems like uh, when I come in and, and contribute no as a freshman, it's really good. How has her role changed now that LaShondia Smith is, has moved on, who, in my opinion, is one of the best players uh, that's been there in a long time as well? How has her role changed without that one-two punch? Uh, well, you know, again, she understands now that that the focus is all on her as far as the other coaches are concerned. So she's taking that on, understanding that uh, there will be games where it will be difficult for her to score, but there's so many other ways that uh, still help her team win, block shots, rebounds, passes, picking up someone when they make a mistake, and Claire's finally buying into that role. Again, I think she's a little bit relaxed knowing that um, – you know, she's gotten some offers. Uh, we're still a you know, pretty good team. She's surrounded by good players. She's a senior, and I think she wants to, uh, you know, leave a good legacy behind. So, you know, I, again, I'm proud of how she's responded so far this year. Coach Bert Jackson of the Cass Lady Colonels, talk about her surrounding cast. I know uh, I'm counting uh, from the roster that I have at least four other seniors on this year's team. Yes, sir, and they're all very good. Haley Johnson, first-team all-region last year, very complete player. Justice Bennett, uh, three-year starter, can really run the floor, defends really well, rebounds well, getting better offensively, can even stick the three a little bit now. Um, Amaya Ford, uh, just a solid, complete player. If you're just an average fan and all you're worried about is stats, you might not understand how good Amaya Ford is, but she gets all the loose balls makes great decisions with the basketball you know, is feisty, will rebound, will defend, uh, and she will knock the three down. And then Kiera McDaniel, I, to me, she's a silent assassin. Got a lot of courage, willing to take the three when the game's on the line, willing to attack the basket, always cheering her teammates on. What I really love about Kiera, too, is in practice, you know, some of our girls that are JV-only girls, Man, she's always encouraging them, picking them up. Hey, at, when they make a good play, she's telling them a good job. She's just, she is uh, what, if everybody was like Kiara McDaniel, I don't think anyone would retire from coaching. So, Kiara is good enough to play at the next level, can go left, can go right. She accepts her role. Um, and it's just, she's, to me, she's a beautiful player. Coach, only uh, one junior on the roster that I'm I'm seeing, uh, but I guess you're kind of fond of her. Yeah, I like her a pretty good bit. That's my daughter, Michaela Jackson. <laughs> and and, and uh, she's a great shooter. 
and she has really bought into her role. Um, you know, I mean, she is a knockdown shooter, and I think right now she may be our third leading scorer, and she's coming off the bench. But she's deadly in terms of she can shoot the deep three, and when she's on it, it, it extends the other team's defense, which obviously opens things up more in the middle. But I'm really proud of Michaela. She understands her role, and it hasn't always been easy. It's not easy to be a coach's daughter. No. Um, you know, it really is not. So there's been some days where, you know, I knew she was extremely frustrated, and and I understand that. So I'm having to try. I do my best to say when we're in practice, that's just another player and not my daughter. But can't lie to you, sometimes when she hits a deep three, you know, that old bad pride pops in real quick, and i got to – I got to get rid of that and get right back on the game. But, you know, uh, I, uh, I'm i real proud of her. And then I got a sophomore, Zion Hayes. She has developed big time. She, she has got to the point where she's almost a complete player. And then I've got two freshmen, Maya Winston and Kiana McDaniel. Both of those girls, really and truly, if they stay healthy, could both end up being 1,000-point scorers before they leave halftime. He's Coach Burt Jackson of the Cass Lady Colonels. Uh, they've got uh, big games coming up on um, Monday of next week, and then they head down to uh, the Carroll County area for a holiday tournament. Coach Jackson, uh, thanks for joining us this morning, and good luck. Hey, thank you, sir. Appreciate y'all having us. Good luck, Coach. Coach. Get after Coach Bert Jackson of the KS Lady Colonels will take our next time out here on Bartow Sports Zone, and we'll be back with more. You're listening to Bartow Sports Zone on WBHF in Cartersville. Good morning, everyone. It's another great Friday morning with Bartow Sports Zone here on WBHF. We're brought to you in part by Styles Auto Care, Elite Stone Supply, Latitude Blue, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Zach Pritchard Injury Firm, Schottenkirk Honda, Derek Strange, your local Edward Jones financial advisor, three-way campers, all-star roofing, Wilson Pools, and Johnny's New York Style Pizza. And uh, we always want to thank each of our sponsors with Bartow Sports Zone, we appreciate them and they keep this show going and all of our sports productions that we do with Bartow Sports Zone as well. We want to remind you that your daily local sports news and updates are always available on our website, BartowSportsZone.com. And you can also subscribe for free to the Bartow Sports Zone podcast on your favorite podcatcher or listening device. Just ask for Bartow Sports Zone podcast. One more reminder before we get started in this segment. Uh, next week, December the 17th, uh, our plan is to visit with the Adairsville High School basketball coaches, Melissa Winters and Alex Disbro, uh, as they uh, wipe up the uh, wipe uh, wrap up rather the December schedule and uh, get ready to uh, or prepare for a holiday tournament that they'll be having between the Christmas celebration and New Year's, and uh, we'll be talking with each of those coaches about that. We thank all of our coaches for joining us here on Bartow Sports Zone. We're joined now by uh, Brad Stevens, who's been away for a couple of weeks and uh, back. uh, Glad to have you back with us, Brad. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, Charles. Uh, It's a nice uh, rainy morning, but I'm glad to be here with you and uh, talking sports. I'm sorry I missed uh, the last couple of weeks, just work stuff and just hard to overcome. And, uh, but I'm good now. So, uh, just been, been a, uh, not a rough couple of weeks, just busy. 
Of course, Jackson Hyde and Alan Sanders have been with us uh, throughout the morning this morning. Let's jump in here with uh, some high school basketball updates quickly. Uh, the Cartersville girls, one and three on the year. Their next game is at Dalton one week from tonight. Cartersville boys at four and one on the year. Mike Tobin's Canes have now won four straight. Uh, they're at Dalton one week from tonight. Three games coming up at that Adairsville Holiday Tournament we talked about uh, coming up December the 28th through the 30th. The Cass girls, we just visited with Coach Burt Jackson. They're 6-1 and one on the year. They're uh, the only local ranked team at number nine in Class 5A. They play at Riverwood on Monday, and then they'll be in the Carroll County Christmas Tournament for three games December the 16th through the 18th. That's next Thursday through Saturday. And the Cass boys... We visited with Coach Byron Taylor this morning. They've actually dropped four straight. They're now two and four on the year at Douglas County tonight. They play Padilla Saturday at Tri-Cities High School, so they'll have a chance to bounce back this weekend. The Woodland girls at one and six, they won for the first time Tuesday night with a home victory over Temple. The boys out at Woodland uh, won their first three, but they've now dropped back-to-back games to Bremen and Temple. Woodland is at Bremen tonight. The boys host Pepperell tomorrow out at Woodland. Looking at Adairsville, the girls four and two. They started out four and zero. They've now lost a couple in a row within the region to Rockmart and Ringgold. The Adairsville boys are three and zero, two and zero in the region with wins in the region over Rockmart and Ringgold. Adairsville actually plays seven of their next eight games at home, including the tournament. They host after Christmas. The Tigers host Sonoraville tomorrow night. Then they have upcoming home games with the Lafayette, Cahulla Creek, and Model. The lone road game is December the 22nd at Calhoun. And then finally, in our list of local basketball teams, the Excel Christian Boys, they sit at 4-2 and two on the year following a win last night over Harvest Baptist Academy. The Eagles play at Cornerstone Saturday afternoon. Their next home game is one week from tomorrow. They'll take on Atlanta Jewish Academy, and then they play three games right after Christmas in that Adairsville Christmas tournament. Brad Stevens, uh, We'll let you jump in here. Have you had a chance to see any basketball in the early going of this 2021-22 season? I haven't had a chance to see anything live, but I keep up with everything on Max Preps and YouTube and all that for right now. You know, because most of these uh, teams right now in the local are away. They're playing in all these tournaments out of town. So it's been hard to catch them. But, uh, you know, really uh, excited for, of course, the cast girls, you know, back in the rankings again at number nine, uh, doing a great job. Uh, You know, they lost a couple of players from last year's team. uh, But they are, you know, rebounding pretty well this year, doing a good job. Their losses to Hebron Christian, which is one of the best teams in the state, uh, if you ask me. Uh, So that's a good – it's been a good season so far for them. Carvesville boys – uh, doing real real nice right here early on. I'm, I'm proud for them and Coach Tobin. I know he does a great job out there. You know, Cass boys and uh, you know Dares will doing doing pretty well too. Three and zero, getting a couple of region wins. TJ Printup having a fantastic year so far. Uh, you know, Cass boys are trying to rebound from a, a, a skid here, but you know, right now you're not in the region play, so uh, you know it's not counting toward the playoff run. So. Uh, you know, should be all right. And then, you know, Woodland girls and Adairsville girls, you're just going to have to p- pick it up when the region play starts, but they're going to be all right. They're well coached, and I look forward to seeing them play. We also, before we take our next break, 
want to touch on wrestling. All four of the local programs successful in separate tournaments last weekend. Uh, defending state champ Woodland went 5-0 and at a duels tournament in Lawrenceville. Cass was third at a multi-state invitational in South Carolina last weekend. Adairsville was 4-1 and at the Cherokee Bluff duels. And Cartersville finished fourth in the 15-team North Atlanta Classic last weekend. So all four of the local wrestling teams off to great starts as well. We'll take our next break and come back and talk about some high school football state championship games when we return. Good morning, everybody. Alan Sanders back at the studios having more fun than the rest of us with the bumper music this morning. Glad to have Alan along, along with Jackson Hyde and Brad Stevens. I'm Charles Wilson, your host, and we've been joined now by Nick Sullivan. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, Charles. Glad to have you with us, uh, seeing you around town occasionally at some basketball. I know you've had a chance to catch up on some of the local programs. What's uh, caught your eye in the early part of the 2021-22 basketball season locally? Um, yeah, I would say that, um, as Brad kind of mentioned before, um, you know, the Carsville boys, I think, are off to a really good start. Um, Cam Callahan is um, obviously one of the top players in the county. Um, I think he's averaging well over uh, 20 points a game so far. Um, very electric point guard. Um, Adairsville, you know, uh, boys are, are 3-0, and got a couple of region wins. And, uh, you know, they've got um, all-state uh, caliber player there and, and TJ Printup and got some really talented pieces around him. So, um, you know, th- those teams obviously, um, the, you know, cast girls have been, you know, away playing all these uh, – road games to try to get ready for the playoffs, which I think is great for them. Um, um, so I'm excited to see them when they, uh, you know, come back to town for uh, some of their games. Yeah, it's always uh, fun to catch up with the basketball coaches. We're doing that in uh, these most recent episodes of Bartow Sports Zone. Right now, let's turn our attention to the high school football state championship games out at Georgia State University in Atlanta. Last night in Class A private, Trinity Christian completed an undefeated season and beat Prince Avenue 52-28. to Prince Avenue was actually the defending champion going into that game. And then in Class A public, you had a similar situation. Irwin County was going for a three-peat and had beaten Brooks County earlier in the year. 21 to 13 but last night it was all brooks county they won 56 28 in the nightcap uh, running back oj arnold who's headed to georgia southern ran for five touchdowns and 320 yards in that game i'm sure jackson hyde was paying attention to that uh absolutely he they there was no answer for him last night he was definitely definitely dialed in uh great performance georgia southern is getting a very good running back no question about that Brad Stevens was talking before this uh, segment while we were off the air. Uh, at noon today, Class AA has Fitzgerald at 12-2, and two, taking on Thomasville at 13-1. and one. It's one of the three rematches uh, in the state finals this weekend. Thomasville actually beat Fitzgerald 15-8 to eight earlier this season. But, Brad, you said you think this is going to be a good one. I think so. You know, Thomasville hasn't been in this spot in 28 years. Yeah, that's a proud program. That's a long time for them. 
uh, got a real exciting coach there named Zach Grage, a young guy who's had some experience and brought them back to prominence again. I know they're excited. And Fitzgerald is one of those programs. Robbie Pruitt, I'm sorry, Tucker Pruitt is the coach there now. And they, that team has lost in the last 20 years. I think they've lost five state championship games. They have not won a single one. So, uh, you know, they got a big chip on their shoulder, kind of like Warner Robins a couple of years ago. So we'll see how this shakes out. And, you, you know, they took a loss. So it's a rematch against Thomasville. But, you know, Thomasville's hungry. I'm really excited to see that. These are two fast defenses. It could be another 15 to 8 struggle again, Charles. At 3.30 today, the Class 4A state championship game. Carver of Columbus at 13-1 and against Benedictine at 12-2. and That's a couple of programs that seem to be right there in the mix every year. Carver going for only its second-ever state title and Benedictine playing for its third-ever. But that's a couple of programs, uh, Jackson, that seem to be pretty close every year. Very consistent programs every year, Charles, in and out. Uh, great coaching staff at both at both of those programs. Uh, that's that's going to be a pretty good ball game. Uh, I, I've seen pundits go both ways on that game, so I, I could see that one coming down to the wire, no question. Class six A tonight's at seven o'clock. Hughes taking on Buford. Both teams are thirteen and one, and both of them have an average margin of victory this season of about thirty points in their previous games. Buford playing for a fourteenth state championship. Hughes has never won a state title. Then tomorrow, your 3A game is Cedar Grove, who seems to always be there, taking on Carver of Atlanta. The 7A game uh, late tomorrow night will be Milton and Collins Hill. Milton uh, with Jordan McDonald, a 1,500-yard rusher with 26 touchdowns. Quarterback Devin Farrell has thrown for over 2,000 yards and 24 scores. Collins Hill has quarterback Sam Horn, who's thrown for over 3,500 yards and 36 touchdowns. There's some really good players coming up in that game. Uh, but I know my guys here on Bartow Sports Zone want to talk a little bit about Warner Robbins and Calhoun tomorrow afternoon at 3.30. Brad, your take on that rematch. Well, I'll say this. Uh, it's, not, it's, a, it's not surprising that these two teams are in it. These are the two regions everybody picked to be in it uh, outside of Woodward and Creekside. And, you know, Warner Robbins took Creekside behind the woodshed last week, which was kind of a surprise to everybody. Final score was 40 to 15, and I heard it wasn't really even that close. Uh, and I think that Warner Robins, you know, after losing to Ware County, really kind of woke up, had a, a reality check at Wyman Stadium, uh, and realized that they're going to have to buckle down a little bit. I think Calhoun's in for a rough night. Um, I think the Warner Robins wins another state title just with that line of scrimmage play. I mean, they're just so big across the front, they'll dominate that. Uh, and with their athletes in space, I don't think Calhoun has the horses to keep up with them. I think, uh, uh, Warner Robbins wins by two scores or more. Jackson, Malcolm Brown at Warner Robbins or Caden Williams at Calhoun, both around 1,300 yards rushing on the season. Uh, who do you like in this matchup? Uh, definitely Warner Robbins. Uh, Brad hit on it up front. I, I watched uh, two playoff games uh, since Cass was eliminated, and that was Cartersville and Warner Robbins. Then last weekend, I went up and watched Calhoun and, and Blessed Trinity. And the, the line of scrimmage is the difference, in my opinion. I think uh, both have excellent skill players across the board, D, D1 skill players across the board. But I feel like Warner Robbins is just too stout up front on both sides of the ball for Calhoun. 
Nick Sullivan, you get the final 45 seconds on this matchup between Warner Robins and Calhoun. Uh, your take on the game. Yeah, it's a, it's a clean sweep for me. Um, I think uh, Warner Robins is, is the is the best team in 5A, even with that loss to Ware County. I think, um, you know, they, they've proven that they are, you know, the, the team to beat going into Wyman Stadium. And obviously, you know, Cartersville beat Calhoun in that same building. So, um, you know, until proven otherwise, I think Warner Robins is, uh, is the team to, uh, to beat. Well, we'll see those guys uh, go head-to-head tomorrow afternoon down at Georgia State. We're up on our next break with Bartow Sports Zone, and uh, we'll be back with more. We'll talk some college football when we return. So- Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson here along with Alan Sanders in our studio Jackson Hyde on our Zoom connection along with Nick Sullivan and Brad Stevens. We're joining you each Friday morning, 710 until 9 a.m. for Bartow Sports Zone. Hey, uh, we want to clean up something from the last segment uh, where we were talking about the high school football state championship games that are coming up. Uh, of course, I mentioned Malcolm Brown. He's still their leading rusher at uh, Warner Robins, guys, but uh, he broke his leg in week 10. Jafredrick Perry has now taken over as their main guy, uh, and we appreciate uh, Matt Santini for sending me a quick text and reminding me that that had happened. I, I'd pulled that name off of a stat sheet from this past week, Jackson. Yeah, he, uh, I, I'm not good with names, but uh, it's plug and play down there either way. It's the the kid that's back there running the ball now is is uh, super talented, no question. I think he was a receiver, and they just moved him in at running back and didn't didn't miss a beat. Yeah, and we look forward to uh, following the outcome of that one. Warner Robbins and Calhoun taking on one another tomorrow afternoon at three thirty from Georgia State. Let's uh, move over to some college football now and talk about. Uh, What's coming up on the college football slate? We've played the 2021 regular season. We've completed all the conference championship games. And uh, the college football playoff committee has now selected its final four in the Cotton Bowl on New Year's Eve at 3.30. It'll be Alabama, ranked number one now. They'll square off with non-Power 5 upstart Cincinnati, who's in there at number four. Cincinnati won the American Conference and finished the year undefeated at 13-0. Alabama, 12-1 on the year, won the SEC uh, with an impressive performance last Saturday night. Uh, They've been in or well, actually, there have been eight years of this playoff format, and Alabama's in there for the seventh time. Nick Sullivan, it's uh, hard to get by Nick Saban. Yep, it's uh, another year, another um, Alabama team that's the team to beat going into it. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, for most of the season, you know, it looked like this was um, a quote-unquote down year for Alabama, whatever that entails. Um, but you know, they, they came alive there in the fourth quarter against Auburn and, uh, seemed to kind of ride that momentum all the way through the, uh, SEC championship game. This is not Brad Stevens' favorite topic right now, but, uh, Brad, Alabama and Cincinnati, uh, give us a little insight that you might have uh, moving into that game. And can Cincinnati kind of hold the line there with Alabama? Well, Cincinnati's ultra-physical if you've watched them play the game. Now, they've had a lot of close games with teams they probably shouldn't have a close game with. 
Uh, but they're going to be fired up for this one. I mean, they played us tough in the Sugar Bowl last year, and that's a pretty much the same team this year. Uh, Alabama better watch out. I'll say that. Uh, but I think Alabama's just got too much talent on both sides of the ball to lose that game. They'll out-talent Cincinnati eventually, uh, and they're definitely faster. Um, yeah, it's not my favorite topic. Uh, it's been a kind of a rough week for me. Um, I've had to defend myself a, a ton of times, even though I did not make a single prediction about this game. I didn't say one thing about it all week long. Uh, my favorite has been all these fringe fans around here who can't get to Tuscaloosa with a crayon map who have been on me all week. But in any event, I hope we get a rematch. I hope we see them again. Uh, I think we will if, if we play our game correctly, uh, like we're supposed to, unlike last week. Uh, but uh, I don't think Cincinnati, they'll hang with them for a half, but Alabama will pull away. Jackson Hyde, let's pull you into this topic. How does Cincinnati fare any better against Alabama than Georgia did last week? I think Bryce Young is the key. I think, uh, you know, he, he had a couple of off games. He kind of that, – that last couple of minutes there in the, in the Auburn game, and then he looked really well against, uh, against Georgia. Uh, I think the confidence building that he's went through in the past couple of weeks for a young quarterback is huge. Uh, if he could stay on top of that, ride that wave, uh, I think it's going to be a long day for Cincinnati. Uh, I, I think uh, I think Alabama's back in the championship, and I think they'll play Georgia. Alan Sanders, I know you follow your Georgia Bulldogs uh, very closely. Uh, your take on what happened last Saturday and moving forward, Alabama and Cincinnati. Well, I'm going to remind everybody what Jackson said last week is if uh, Stetson Bennett has some turnover problems or doesn't really play well behind center, that's going to be an issue. I will tell you, Alabama played lights out. Their best game of the season was what we saw in the SEC championship game, which is what they needed to do. And you can't rule out the mental aspect. There is just some kind of a mental roadblock when it comes to fighting Alabama. This is the seventh time that they've been there, and Georgia can't figure out how to beat Alabama I hope they get the rematch. I'm looking forward to watching my former Wolverines take them on in uh, the first round of the playoffs, and I'm really hoping that it was the wake-up call that Kirby Smart said Georgia needed to remind them, hey, we didn't play our game, and that's why we got beat. We need to get back on the stick. Yeah, Georgia took a 10 to nothing lead last week, and uh, then Alabama pretty much dominated that matchup from the second quarter moving forward. Georgia with no sacks. They looked vulnerable on the back end, and the offense really couldn't keep up in a, in a shootout. Uh, Alabama easily moves in to the number one spot and takes over, and they'll match up with Cincinnati on New Year's Eve. We'll talk more about the other game in the Final Four when we return to Bartow Sports Zone. Welcome back, everyone, to Bartow Sports Zone. We're talking a little college football playoffs. We uh, touched on one of the semifinals with number one Alabama taking on the four seed Cincinnati, who went undefeated and becomes the first non power five conference team to make it into the college football playoffs. The other game on New Year's Eve at 7 30 will be the Orange Bowl and uh, some familiar teams in that one as well. Number two in the rankings, Michigan, with back to back impressive wins over Ohio State and Iowa. They will square off 
with the number three Georgia Bulldogs. The Bulldogs were the unanimous number one before losing last week to Alabama in the SEC championship game. Michigan in the playoffs for the first time ever. Georgia in its first playoff since the 2017 season. The Bulldogs actually opened as a six-point favorite in the game, and by uh, Wednesday of this week, that spread had increased all the way up to nine. I expect it to fluctuate quite a bit uh, between now and kickoff on New Year's Eve. Uh, But, Brad, I know uh, you're looking forward to seeing the Bulldogs try to bounce back against Michigan. I hope that they take Kirby's word out there that says, hey, we needed a wake-up call and we got one. And I, I, from what I gathered from inside people, that that locker room is a little overconfident, kind of like, hey, we can do whatever we want to anybody kind of thing. And, you know, with the teams that are in this now, Michigan, Alabama, and even Cincinnati, no, you cannot. Um, and I don't know what that was last Saturday, especially on defense with the non-pressure zone thing that we did that we've not done all year. Uh, and then we choose to do it against the best team we've played all year with the fastest receivers. Uh, makes no sense to me at all. Uh, and another one was like not giving JT Daniels a shot. Didn't understand that one at all. I'm not in that coaching room, but uh, I digress. You know, I think we get back to basics against Michigan. They're a strong running team. That's what they rely on. That's what we've been stopping all year. I feel like strength on strength, we beat them. Uh, I and mean, we're faster than they are. Uh, that's what I feel. And we'll see Alabama again. But if we get away from that and overthink this thing like we did last Saturday, it's going to be Michigan and Alabama in the end because uh, they're a very talented team. Don't get me wrong. you got Aiden Hutchinson, who's a, an amazing defensive end. Uh, got a great running back, as, as we said. You know, they got a very physical, big offensive line. So got to buckle our chin strap, take them seriously because a lot of people are like, SEC versus Big Ten, we got this. You know, it, it's not just not that easy. They got a lot of talent, too. Jackson, Notre Dame ends up at number five, Ohio State six, and Baylor – who won that uh, dramatic game last Saturday, comes in at number seven. Uh, were any of those three misplaced by the committee uh, to the extent that they could have possibly made it into the semifinals? And uh, should the committee have reversed the rankings for Michigan and Alabama possibly to create an immediate rematch between Alabama and Georgia? Uh, I think the committee got it right, and I like the way they seeded it. I, you know, the really now it, it's numbers. It's – you win two games, you win it all. It really doesn't matter if you're the one or the four. Uh, but I'm sure TV have played a role in not wanting that immediate rematch, um, in my opinion. And I think this is a great matchup for Georgia. It's strength on strength, just like Brad said. Uh, I think it's definitely the best running game that Georgia has seen all year. But if, if Georgia has proven they can do anything, it's, it's stopping the run. So uh, I'm excited about that game. I think it's going to be the better of the two games. But, no, I think the committee got it right. Um I think Cincinnati getting in is going to expand the playoff. I think if there was any doubt that it wouldn't, I think it probably will now. I'm sure Notre Dame sitting there at five has really hurt the the TV folks. I'm sure they would have rather had Notre Dame in there than than Cincinnati. So we'll see how that pans out. Alan Sanders, I know you've talked earlier this week. I listened to a little bit of you guys out at the uh, new museum that opened up on Wednesday with your remote broadcast and a little bit of what was blended there with three and out. And you talked about a rematch. Yeah, I uh, I was t- going back and forth with Kevin Pate even the night of that game, and then we were chatting and said, look, uh, Georgia obviously is not playing the right game. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how Nick Saban got in all their heads. But, yeah, they needed the wake-up call, and that might be a good thing. And, honestly, I was already looking for the rematch. And, uh, and it's real hard. It can be done, but it's real hard to beat the same team twice in the same season, especially with just a few weeks apart. 
Yeah, I was listening to some other commentary on on that uh, potential of a rematch, and uh, this particular uh, commentator took just the opposite approach, Alan. If you beat somebody down one time, what well, makes you think you're not going to beat them down the next time? So there's two different ways to look at that Well, the only way situation. that happens is if Kirby Smart and crew actually didn't learn anything the first time. If they go in with the same game plan like Brad said and try to do something they hadn't done all season, if they go, wait, we'll, we'll try it again, yeah, then they'll lose again. But otherwise, I think they got to get back to their game. Nick Sullivan, let's bring you in here with a slight change on our topic for the first time we have three of the power five conferences the acc the big 12 and the pac 12 left out of the playoffs completely uh the playoffs also left out power independent notre dame is this going to expedite expansion of the playoffs i mean I, I think you were probably looking at expansion either way i think there would have been you know pushback one way or the other because with Alabama winning, there was going to be two SEC teams regardless. And, um, you know, I, I would have been interested to see if, if Oklahoma State had, you know, found out how to get, you know, one extra yard there, or one extra foot at the end, if that would have left an undefeated Cincinnati out or, if, you know, one lost Big 12 champion would have been left out. I think, um, you know, this thing has been trending towards expansion. It just, you know, at this point, the question is how many teams and, are there going to be automatic qualifiers? Is there going to be an automatic, you know, group of five qualifier if they, you know, meet certain criteria? That the, the details are the only thing, in my opinion, that need to be worked out. It's a matter of, um, you know, when, not if, for expansion. Well, it'll be a whole lot of fun to keep up with in the coming weeks, and it looks like uh, with the TV contract set for the extension. Uh, we're going to be set with just the four teams for at least another season, maybe two more seasons, and then the possibility of some playoffs. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this week on Bartow Sports Zone. We'll be back next week. We remind you that we'll have the Adairsville High School basketball coaches, Melissa Winters and Alex Dispro, with us as guests. Thanks for listening to Bartow Sports Zone. Have a great weekend, everybody.